Hey guys, it's Amanda and Baron, and we are back again with Kicking Cancer Cares. Our sponsor for the second half is Marianne McNally. She is a residential real estate specialist with Next Home Realty Connection. She's currently battling her own fight, so if you guys could please keep her in your prayers, that would be amazing. Uh, but if you are looking to buy a home, sell a home, or just not really sure where to start, she's definitely your go-to girl. So give her a call at 503-409-4389. And... We have a guest on the phone with us from Yakima, Washington. Are you still with us, Rob? Yes, I am. All right. Well, while during that commercial break, we're visiting with Rob. Uh, I, you know, part of the reason I reached out to Rob is we knew her from high school, but, you know, I've got a job now within the Mavericks League. And we're we're putting together a game, Amanda. It's kind of fun. It's called a cup of coffee game. I didn't even know how to look this up on, you know, Rob's Wikipedia because apparently Rob. That he made himself. Yeah, Rob made Wikipedia. (laughs) So, so on Wikipedia, <laughs> yeah, sure. it's a game, and the reason they call it a cup of coffee, it's, it's a player who made it to the big leagues long enough to have a cup of coffee. Oh. They, they didn't have a yep. long career. They mm-hmm. had a short career. They call it a cup of coffee, and there's actually a reason they call it that, right? And so Rob and I are working together to get several players, some of them live in the Seattle area, to come down for one of our games for a cup of coffee game. Oh, that's yep. cool. And, and I'm trying to get Java Crew to sponsor the game. How brilliant. Right? So Java Crew sponsors, because they're a, they're a local um, coffee house. They're kind of like Dutch or Starbucks, Rob. But it's just a local coffee house that will sponsor the game called the Cup of Coffee Game. Mm-hmm. And then you can actually meet some guys like Rob who played. But while we were off here, did now, correct me if I'm wrong here, Rob, you, you played in Salem, but you were like 11 years old? Yeah, I played on the Ireley Volkswagen, I think it was Ireley or Everly, uh, Volkswagen Little League team. I okay. pulled a picture up. I'll send the picture to you later. I just found it yesterday. Um, but there I am, the skinny string bean of a, of a co-head 11-year-old um, <laughs> uh, playing baseball in uh, Salem. Uh, and, um, yes, that was, that was my, my last year of baseball in Salem, and then we were in Hermiston after that. Yeah. Well, and the other fun thing, Amanda, is I've been doing this – these fact now that I have this job with the Mavericks, right? I'm throwing these facts up about the Mavericks League. And, yeah. Um, interesting fact: the Portland Mavericks were a team from the '70s, and we we now own the rights to that team. But Bing Russell, which is Kurt Russell's dad, owned the team. Yep. Mm. Oh, okay. Uh, and Kurt Russell done some acting as a teenager, but he really wanted to play baseball. That was Kurt Russell's dream to play baseball. And so he got into the yeah. minors, kind of like what Rob did. And he'd gotten all the way to, I believe, El Paso, Texas. And Kurt was a right-handed pitcher, and he was turning to do a double play. So he had already tagged second, turned to throw to first, and the runner caught his shoulder. And kind of like Rob said with the, you know, trying to – golf drunk and yeah. twisted his ankle. Getting injured. Yeah. It yep. got injured and it threw off his pitch. And so his dad says, Well come back to Portland. I got this team. So for a brief period of time, Kurt Russell played for the Portland Mavericks. Oh, that's cool. And I found a picture of Kurt in his uniform. Well then Rob goes on Facebook says, I got one of those too. So I got a picture of Rob holding the Portland Mavericks shirt. That's so cool. That's awesome. I, I watched the movie. I watched the movie, I think it was the Battered Bastards of Baseball or whatever it is yep. on Netflix. Yep. And it's about Bing Russell and Kurt Russell, as well as a lot of other uh Bill Lee, a lot of guys like the kid who created that bubble gum, the chewing bubble gum that you can you know, it's like it's like shredded bubble gum. Yeah. Um 
and he he was part of that team, and it's really it's amazing, amazing. It's like a documentary. Yeah, but it it brings in a bunch of people and brings in the history. It's, and they only played for two or three years. Anyway, I saw the movie, and I immediately went online. Not immediately, but within a day or two, went online and ordered a, a, a Portland Mavericks jersey with my number. Yeah, not my name, just my number, fifty six, which was my number in Houston. And uh, I got a Bing or not Bing Russ, a, a Portland Mavericks jersey with my number on it so well that's, that's my that's my calling to the from that to portland that's one, cool. one of the fun things that we do rob is once once this show goes to podcast and i try to find a picture to so i'm going to take the picture of you holding this is the, this is this is the 60 year old rob holding <laughs> his portland mavericks jersey. that'll be I the picture it. that people can find when they see yes. that yes but, but in your in your little timeline it's uh that you were telling us about um you know, unfortunately, not everybody can play until they're like Nolan Ryan and pitch forever. That's really no. amazing. So you made a little shift. You decided to go into the software world. Kind of walk us through that a little bit, Rob. Wow, that was that was an interesting. It's been a, it's been a learning exercise daily. Um, uh, I like helping people. I like talking to people. Um, and I, I don't know where that started or began or how it was nurtured along, but. Um, but I was always searching for uh, being asked questions about how does my laptop work or how does this certain application work. And in learning those applications and those, the hardware and the software aspect of it, I kind of built myself a career. Um, it started off as IT support for a little radiology company in Houston from the neighbor who offered me a job um, to uh, two years later um, moving on to actually a, a more of a corporate environment uh, to uh, – a BNC software, and then Quest software, and then Microsoft. So those, the, all those jobs, I basically kind of springboarded and built my knowledge set and moved on. And I found out that I had a value. I had value doing it. And it was really great because I, I went from feeling like I had value on a baseball team and then finding out when you're not offered a contract or they take, as we used to say, tear the uniform off your back because you do kick and scream a little bit when it happens. Um, and um, uh, finding the same kind of a role in IT, um, where I could help some people, help customers, learn something, share that, uh, and then share their, you know, kind of field their questions. I was more of a field support, sales support uh, type of an engineer. So I was always working with the customers and a sales rep, where I then was answering the customer's questions as to how does this A, B, and C work together? How do these components uh, help my environment? All that kind of stuff is stuff I learned over the last 30-plus years, and it's been a career. I'm really happy to have had a second career um, beyond baseball because, um, I mean, that's, that's the one thing that I think goes through your head when you're going through that career change. When it's forced, you're kind of like, wait a minute, I don't want to go. I want to yeah. keep doing this. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, that's, that, that's the hardest thing, but it's also kind of the – to me, it, was, it made it easier um, – because I knew that my shoulder was done. I knew I was done pitching. I'd hung on, hanged on or hung on long enough. Um, you know, I was, I had a kid, I had a wife, I needed to, I needed to go make some money and support them. Uh, so I got into IT and it's, it was, it's been a, an amazing career. Um, and, uh, I wouldn't switch it for anything. Well, I'm going to just make an announcement right now. Cause I actually have, uh, 
three jobs. <laughs> so I, you know, I do this show with Amanda and, and I run the kicking cancer organization, but I also have a job as the marketing and promotions executive for the, Ma- the, the Mavericks league. And we have four teams that play inside one stadium. So your pitching career is not done, Rob, because we want you to come down and throw out the ceremonial first pitch at one of our baseball games. Can I throw it right-handed? As long as you don't throw it at me, I don't care how you throw it. Please throw just, it at him. Good. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. You might be oh, underhand. You, you might be. We have a we have a, a series. It's a Friday, two games. Saturday and Sunday. There's four games uh, in June. That's Cancer Awareness Weekend. So all four That'd of those. Be great. Yeah, all four of those games. We invite survivors out to throw out the first pitch. Uh, there's a little boy that Amanda knows here named Ozzy. He's thrown the first pitch out twice. The second time, his brain tumor was n- really in bad shape. So he was he was in a wheelchair, and the the pitch might have been like six inches, but it doesn't. But you might be one of the few survivors that could throw it from the pitcher's mound, and the the catcher feels some sting inside of his <laughs> mitt when he catches it. I could get it there only if I get to throw it. Not the full 60 feet, 6 inches. Well, I don't think – I think because there's actually a game, they won't let you be on. So you're going to be more like 58 feet. I'll, I'll, I'm going to start practicing right now. Okay. Um, pump. We, we look forward school, to it. The local high school, West Valley here in Yakima, uh, it's just down the street. They're probably five-minute drive. Uh, their high school team had their first practice yesterday. I've uh, volunteered for them as a pitching coach and a, and a player coach. Uh, last year, and I'm doing it again this year. It's something I enjoy uh, sharing sharing all the useless information I have tucked away in my head um, cool. about baseball. Um, so yeah, that's, that's that's starting out. So I'll have some. I'll have a chance to get my arm loose and get it ready for the for June. Well, if, awesome. if I can coordinate this correctly, Rob, we'll make our cup of coffee baseball game Thursday, and then the Perfect. next day Friday would be Cancer Awareness Weekend. So that you could do your cup of coffee game when it's not the cancer awareness weekend, but the very next day you could throw the first pitch out at the first game of cancer awareness cool. weekend. Awesome. Yeah. Absolutely. Sign, sign, sign me up, coach. Oh, hey, put me in. Hey, put me in. Put, put me, me in, in, coach. I'm ready to play, pitcher. <laughs> so, is, is so this you, like one of those Savannah bananas. Is this like um, seeing John Cena on Savannah bananas? Uh, kinda. <laughs> <laughs> well, we, you know, only because anyone in town that knows me, I'm like, they're like, you found the perfect job because I'm such an out of the box thinker. And I'm like, you know, we can market this whole league very similar to the Santa Savannah Bananas. And mm-hmm. we're, we're having some fun with it. Uh, so let me let me fast forward in your story a little bit, because, you know, you you did some really amazing things in the software industry. But you I'm going to do a little a little dad joke pun here. They threw you a curveball. How's that? They threw your curveball in July of 2020, and you yeah, found out some pretty ball, pretty devastating ball, news. I was never a good I was never a good curveball hitter. Um, that's why I became a pitcher. Ah. Um, and the curveball that that was kind of a little segue. Um, but the the um, the curveball was that um, yeah I had met uh, my SL my significant other Tracy about a year previous, and I was simply going in for my 55 and over checkups um and because i turned 55 so that's what you do right yeah um and uh, part of the checkup is colonoscopy uh which i advise all men 
or anybody that needs one, do it. Um, uh, get it done. It's, um, I think they've changed some of the dates or the, the times for people doctors have. I think it's dropped to 45, but maybe 50. But go get, go get that colonoscopy. Get it done. Um, it kind of snuck up on me. Um, uh, 55, you do a colonoscopy, and they found, I call it the obelisk from space 2001. Uh, and they said, you have a something, and we're going to do a biopsy. And literally within 12 hours, my life went from, I'm just going in for a checkup to I have stage four cancer. Oh, my wow. gosh. And wow. It, went, it, was, it was quite a um, uh, surprise. Um, it's the kind of thing you, you know, you can hand, you can hand, I've handled a lot of stuff. Um, getting let go by my team I played for, getting losing jobs. That's part of life. Um, uh, but when your life is tossed in front of you and said, okay, you are, you do only have so many years given you give, you're given a year or two to survive. If you don't do anything, and I'm sorry, it was six months. If you don't do anything, it was stage four and it was already at that point. Um, uh, it was in my colon. It had metastasized my liver and there was a, there was a further, uh, um, uh, investigation where they did some uh, uh, radiation on my lung uh, and it was a smaller tumor and they took care of that. Um, so I had three organs, three organs, stage four. That's not good. Um, and uh, uh, it's been an eye-opening experience to say the least. Um, they immediately, being stage four, being I was 55, they immediately moved right to, you know, uh, managing the colon, managing the liver, those two have been taken care of. The lung is taken care of. Now it's just more maintenance and chemo. So it's the chemo part of just trying to keep the, the, the cancer at bay. And it, that's been spotty. Um, uh, the first, first couple of years, I just went through every two-week chemo, which is kind of what I got used to. And then they gave me about three to six months where they didn't give me any chemo last year. And, in, and that was probably in May or June. And then by August, September, um, I went in for a CT scan and did my blood work. They do a blood marker test every three, every quarter, and they check the blood markers for my cancer. And they said they've all shot up from three to four to 15, oh, which is wow. off the chart, at least as far as that goes. And so then they said, you're going back on chemo. So last September, they put me back on chemo, three weeks uh, rotation or every three weeks. And that's what my life is, is. So for me to stay around and stay vertical, um, I got to go do chemo. So that's my, that's my, uh, you know, my three, every three weeks, get in the car and drive from Yakima over to Seattle uh, to Bellevue and get the chemo, get a bag, come back, get it taken off two days later, and just go through that process. So that's, that's what I will have to fit into getting out there in June for, a, for a, one of those cups of coffee. Yeah, well. But I'll be there. I'll be there, baby. I yeah. will be there. Okay. <laughs> Well, we, we will work around your schedule, and uh, we always, before each person gets up, we have a really short bio, and I want to make sure that our announcer really makes a big deal about the fact that, you know, you're, you're in this fight big time right now. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's, it, 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 I, I try to, I, I'm very much a creature of habit, um, and at least I was when I played ball, and I was pretty much in IT, um, and... I'm not. I wouldn't say I'm, I'm, a, I'm a, a, a neat freak by any means. And you've met Tracy, my SO. She's definitely the neat freak and keeps things very much in order. 
I'm a little less neat, but I definitely know where I know where I know how to manage my mess. I'll just say that. Um, um, but uh, yeah, I'm definitely be looking forward to going out to you guys. Well, there's uh, and, and again, I you know I just feel fortunate that you know you and I knew each other in high school. We weren't like we we're buddies and friends, but I knew I knew Robin. He knew me. Um, yeah, I knew it, the day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and um, I mean, when you're the student body president, they kind of know who you are. So, <laughs> but and that was me, not him. But. Um, <laughs> But it, toot, toot. Yeah, but anyway, but anyway, um, but I just I my brother played baseball. My brother, my brother could throw a guy out at home plate from center field. My brother had an amazing arm, and I loved watching baseball. And so it was just fun to be on the sideline watching Rob. Right. Mm-hmm. So I kind of understand baseball terminology. Right. And I can only imagine, you know, for those that understand baseball. When when they call in a relief pitcher, which Rob got credit for that save against the Dodgers, it means that the pitcher who's pitching is in a jam and his arms wore out or whatever, and they pull him out, but they put somebody in, and the other guy has yep. to save the game. Mm-hmm. That's why you get credit for the save. Oh. Right? And so I just what yep. I'm envisioning here, Rob, is that you have just been, with your cancer diagnosis, you have been pulled into the game. And there's three balls and two strikes, and the very next pitch is like do or die. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's kind of the way I envision where you're at with your diagnosis. Yeah. So that's, where do you? You know, that's a real. Yeah, that's a good analogy. That's that. I, I, I work. I work. My world. My life. My world of living is 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 analogies. Part of one of the things with storytelling that my uh, uh, I used a lot in my IT career, talking to customers and figuring out scenarios and you know, playing back for them and repeating back what they've told me so that I make sure I got it. Um, and yeah, so analogies is a big part of my life. Um, uh, I'm, I like to compare everything to baseball in some way. It's either getting a guy out or getting a hitter out or, or making a good pitch. Um, but yeah, that, that's, that's the scenario that I've thought of. And, and that's kind of how I look at this, this cancer stuff. Is it's, it's almost like going through a season of pitching where you go every two or three weeks, or at least in pitching, you go every five days if you're a starter. Uh, if you're a reliever, you're kind of whatever you get you need, needed. Um, and when you're needed, you got to go out and do it. You got to go out and get somebody out. If you don't, then you you're not. They don't keep you around very long. So I, I plan on staying around longer. Um, so I'm doing the chemo and I'm doing as much as I can to, to keep myself healthy. Uh, you know, and, and trying to share some of my baseball stuff that I've I've gathered over the years with some high school kids and stuff that you're doing in Salem, all that kind of stuff. I figure that's the best way to kind of, uh, you know, build on, you know, any, any way that you can, you know, share your knowledge with others. Oh, we, we look forward to having you come down here. Um, I know that Amanda had a question a second ago. Yes. I was going to ask where you stand with your cancer now. Is it still stage four? How long are you expected it's- to do chemo for? Yeah, it's stage four. Um, I went in last. This is actually Wednesday, right? Yes, I'm, this is my chemo brain. Um, it's Wednesday, so it's been a, one week and a day since my last chemo. So uh, I have another chemo on the 26th. So I had a chemo bag last Tuesday morning in Bellevue. Um, it takes me three days before I start to even feel like I'm alive. I am alive. Don't get me wrong. But it, it knocks the crud out of you. Um, yeah. And I didn't realize how much my stamina and my, my mental aspect would be needed in some of this three or four years ago when this all started. 
of course, it's a big concern, and you're thinking about your 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 legacy and how long you're going to live. But then, then you have to start getting starting focusing on um, actually doing the work. Um, and the work is getting up and driving over to Bellevue every three weeks and putting the chemo bag on. And I'm, I'm I've got a whole new appreciation for for chemotherapy, um, for the science involved around cancer. Um, it, it's crazy. It's like when you, when you, when you see somebody tells you about a new car or a new color of a car, you start seeing them all over the place when you drive. And after being diagnosed with stage four, it seemed like everybody that I knew had cancer. Yeah. Um, and it's everywhere. And I, it's, it just floors me that as much time and money and effort and science that we apply to cancer how hard it's been to make it to stop. Yeah. Um, uh, it's disappointing, but at the same time, I know that they're always finding out new things and they, they're going to continue. Science is cool in that respect because, you know, they're going to follow the, follow what works. Well, it's worse you, than factual. Yeah. Yeah. You, you have just said something that really recaps um, kicking cancer just had its five year anniversary. We just passed five years. And when I started this five and a half years ago, um, the mission or the, I'm sorry, the vision, the vision for getting cancer is we want to see a 50% reduction in new cases of cancer. Mm -hmm. And with current statistics, that's 1 million less Americans that get cancer. And I think you're right well, on, you know, Rob. It's like the, it's everywhere around us, mm -hmm. but we can reduce this thing, and we're just trying to teach how to do that. Um, this might be a little premature, but we did talk earlier in the show about our honoring evening. Would you be interested in being our keynote speaker next year at our honoring evening? Heck, yeah. Sign me up again. Sign me back up. <laughs> Put me in, coach. Put me in, coach. Well, I think it would be. I think it would be great for our, you know our survivors here to to hear your story. You know, mm -hmm. as a as a as a keynote speech. Um, I, well, I would. I would love. To, I would love to share that. Um, uh, I would hope to share it for many more years. I'm being positive there. There you go. Um, and um, uh, you know, definitely. Just, I, I found that that's something that really helps me is having those tasks and having those things moved out a month, a quarter, a year, or two years, and giving you something to work toward definitely helps. It helps me. I'm sure it helps other folks that are fighting cancer um, or fighting anything in life, really. It's, um, Amen. Uh, well, here's you know, you got you you to set those, set those um, uh, parameters and set those, those goals in front of you and then go reach them. Well, there's, here's two days to put in front of you, Rob. June of 2024, we're going to have you throw the pitch out of Cancer Awareness Weekend. And then February okay. of 2025, you're going to be the keynote speaker at Honoring Evening. There's two dates. Wow. For I'm going to start writing my, I'm going to start writing my acceptance. That's Hall of Fame, right? <laughs> That's right. Sorry. Yeah. Well, we're, we're running out of time, but I do, what I've been doing, Rob, is kind of walking our listeners through the timeline of what's happened with this organization. And in that timeline, it's now early of 2021. Um, and I had taken a job back then at FedEx in the middle of the night because I needed my days to build this organization. And you know what? I'm just yeah. telling everybody, loading trucks in the middle of the night is not a job for a 58-year-old man. But that's what I did. <laughs> and and yeah. I just started going. I would, I would wear a Kicking Cancer T-shirt on Mondays. And then someone says, those are kind of cool. So then someone buy it. So we turned Mondays at FedEx into Kicking Cancer Mondays. And I had like... 
20 of my coworkers that they would all show up wearing their kicking cancer shirt. You show me the pictures. They're amazing. And, and here these guys are. And I'm telling you, there's a whole subculture of people that will work where their asses are. They work tails off at 2 o'clock in the morning. But they were all showing up with their yellow and blue and green and all these colors of cancer because their mom, their dad, their brother, whoever had cancer. And so we turned Mondays into Kicking Cancer Monday at FedEx. That's awesome. And then the drivers would show up. They would because we're loading the trucks, right? But then drivers would be like, "What's going on? What's yeah?" And after about a month, all the drivers knew that it was Kicking Cancer Monday at FedEx. That's awesome. It was so fun. That's really cool. Well, I do. I do want to make an offer to our listeners. I was trying to do this. We have a store here in town, and. Rob did tell me that when – I told him he could order online, but he wants to come to the store and get his own shirt. Um, but the next listener that emails Amanda at – Amanda at kslm.news. In, in honor of – really in honor of Rob and what he's gone through, we have a red shirt that has uh, KSLM over Oregon, and then our donkey is kind of scattered out over the United States. Yeah. Um, you'll get a free Join the Movement shirt for for – Getting a hold of Amanda. That's amazing. Okay, you guys, I'm going to wrap this up. I, um, Our sponsor for this half is Marianne McNally, who's currently going through her own battle with breast cancer. And I always ask that you guys please keep her in your prayers. But I also want to ask that you guys keep Rob in your prayers. Um, pray for a speedy recovery. Pray that chemo is not so tough on him all the time and that his body can recoup and gather himself quickly and that the cancer just goes away. Um, but Marianne, she is a residential real estate specialist with Next Home Realty Connection. Uh, who? So if you're looking to buy a home, sell a home, not sure where to start or what to do or if it's even an option, give her a call and she will answer all of those questions even if you think that they're silly. So her phone number is 503-409-4389. And you guys, please, I need my prayer warriors out there for Marianne McNally and Rob. Thank you so much. And we'll be back next week as, as the, the movement, movement continues. continues.